Welcome to the Voices of Women Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tatiana Resnik, a practicing physician and a certified life coach. You will hear about inspirational journeys and practical tips from amazing women physician experts, as well as effective coaching tools and steps to joyful success. Welcome everyone to this episode. I'm Tatiana Resnik and I'm so happy to have here with us our guest, Dr. Purvi Kordia. And we will talk today about a very interesting topic. We will talk about tea. Welcome, Dr. Kordia. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, Dr. Kordia, please tell us a little bit about yourself, about what you do. Yeah, sure. So I'm Porvi and I'm an internal medicine infectious disease physician and I'm an academic teaching attending at Grady Hospital and I work for Morehouse School of Medicine. I'm also a tea sommelier, so I know a lot about tea and I educate people about tea. And I have a company founded with my husband, who's also a physician. It's called Herbs and Kettles. And we source teas directly from farmers across India. And we bring them to Atlanta and beyond. And so it's about education of people about tea, the health benefits of tea, and so on. So we really enjoy what we do. This is so awesome. Please tell us a little bit how this idea came along and how did you start Definitely. So 2021 was challenging for us, like any other physician or anyone in the healthcare or service industry. And we have a little garden in our house where we grow vegetables and herbs. And what we saw what you do is we have two daughters and my husband and I would be in our garden and we would drink tea while we gardened. And so we we're really passionate about tea, our roots in India, and we grew up drinking tea. And in 2021, tea really helped ground us and and gave us the peace that we really needed at this time. And we enjoyed spending time as a family. And then towards late 2020, we realized we wanted to get out and still in a more safe way. And so we started farmer's markets as like, we could be at farmer's markets with our children. They're outdoors. So it'd be a safe way for them to socialize and us to socialize. So we started blending tea and especially chai, because that's what is part of our roots and culture, building community with chai. And so we started doing that at the farmer's market. Over time, people loved our teas and they were like, oh, this is really lovely. And forayed into different kinds of very specialized tea from all over India. And so I built connections with very small farmers who are sustainable, have sustainable practices across India. And I became a certified tea sommelier. So I was able to select their best batches and bring them to Atlanta. So now not only do we have chais, but we have loose leaf tea from different tea growing regions of India, including Darjeeling and Assam. And then we have the most delicious tea blends and herbal lattes. So it's lovely to build that community. We have a community that started the farmer's market and now has expanded. We've done a tea pairing with a local business called Zokolat. And we've also worked with a chef and done tea cocktails and bites. And then our most recent was we worked with a mixologist who was on Netflix. Her name is Tiffany. And we did tea cocktails with her. So it's about educating people about the health benefits of tea, the fun ways to incorporate tea in their life, and also how calming and peaceful tea is and can be a crucial part of someone's everyday ritual. This is so cool. I just love it. Thank you. 
How do you find those farmers in India where the soil sourced is from? The tea community is very inclusive. So I found my first farmer and he taught me a lot about the processing. And then he connected me with a few more. And then I actually met a tea journalist. She's the only woman tea journalist in India. And she helped me find some other remote areas that made tea. And over time, when I used to travel, it was always about meeting the farmers I was already working with and then trying to find one or two more whose tea I like so I could work with them also. And it's nice. It's kind of a collaboration. We are a very small company. So we try to uplift and showcase small farmers, but they also help us because we're taking small quantities from them. So they give us their best batches. We have inside knowledge of, okay, what tea did you make that was nice and then they give us few pounds of very specialty tea because we're a small business so they understand that so they support us and we support them it is wonderful so tell us a little more how did you organize it it's hard it's a different country long distance how did you organize all of this so as I said, my roots in India. So I'm an avid traveler. We love traveling. So every time we went to India, we would go to some of these remote areas to see wildlife because that's one hobby that our family really resonates with is wildlife and wildlife conservation. And so we would see ourselves go to these remote areas. And interestingly, a lot of these remote areas also have tea farms. And then you met one farmer who connected you with some other people. A lot of times the farmers would come to meet us at the airport and then we'd go to their house, sleep at their place meet their family and so it's now a community of people that we know back home i see it is wonderful so say already pack it and send it to your packed or do you need to do something so most of the blends we are making ourselves so like the chai and the tea blends but if they're loose leaf teas a lot of them we want to keep fresh so farm to cup and so they are packed at origin so interesting. And how do you do business part of it? I'm sure there are some additional obstacles to overcome. Tell us Lots of obstacles, actually, because there's a lot of time that we don't have because my husband and I are both practicing physicians and then we are parents to these two beautiful daughters. And so obviously time is always a crunch and we have to make time to do this, but we are passionate about it. So we definitely do. Sometimes our children help us. And so that's helped them develop their social skills, their communication skills, and they're really good at marketing. Definitely marketing. The creativity was easy. But the marketing was very, very hard. So we bought all this tea to support farmers from all over India. And then we were like, oh, we have to go online. What are we going to do? So we bought this tea, but who are we going to sell it to? And then what are we going to package it in? So that itself, we've gone to three rebrands. So first we were called Noble Roots Living and we went brown pouches. Then we rebranded to Ubs and Kettles and we were in these paper boxes. And we finally did a hopefully last rebrand earlier this month where we still herbs and kettles but we've gone to these beautiful tins that tell our story and so these tins I don't know if you had a chance to see them but each region is depicted by a wild animal that has been endangered and so we want to tell the story of the animal connected with the region that it originated in the regions of the tea 
And also we give back to Red Panda Conservation. So we've tied with a nonprofit in India. We give back to Red Panda Conservation. But it doesn't end only at sourcing tea and packaging it. We also had to learn marketing. So it's been a slow, painful process, but I've had to learn about email marketing and social media and also social media ads. And before I started the business, I did not even have an Instagram account. So a lot to learn. I'm still learning. And I have a mentor who helps me. And all the people that I've come across, the people who've stayed are the ones I feel connected with. We are like a family who wants herbs and kettles to grow. This is so awesome. And I'm sure it's so difficult. It's like completely new area. But for our listeners who love pandas, by this tea, it will help panda conservation project. I think it's really awesome that you're helping with this. Oh, thank you. So tell us about what mistakes you made and what did you learn? Any lessons you learned? So one thing that I'm glad about before we started the business is like my husband and I had decided we were going to put in our savings and we were not going to use VC funding because we still are very, very passionate and I'm still a physician first. And I love what I do. And I always want to practice medicine. So we did not take any VC funding. It was all our savings. And so that's good. But what happens is when it's your own savings and you spend it unwisely sometimes, which you don't know a lot, it hurts. And so what we did is when we first went online, we did Google ads and Facebook ads and we hired a PR person and we had someone doing social media and that was a lot of money spent. And so what I would tell the listeners is try one thing at a time. And if it's not working, back off. Don't continue doing it. So what we did is we were like, oh, we worked with somebody, it's a six months contract. But you know, that person doesn't work for us. We continue to work to try to make things work. And that was very stressful. But that's not how business learns. It's taken me a long time to understand that. And it's also taken me a long time to understand, hey, it's our money. We need to be truthful. And if one or somebody is not working out for us, we need to tell them, hey, this is not working out for us. I'm sorry, our expectations are not met and invest our money with somebody else and see if that works. So that is the few things we've learned is not to do everything all at once, but try one thing, see what you're getting as returns. If it's working well, then try something else. So we've over time learned that we more careful with how we spend our money. We've all simple when it comes to medicine. We tell everybody the truth. The patient knows what's going on. The family knows what's going on. And we're very, very direct. Marketing is not like that. People just want to tell you, hey, we'll do this. And then you're like, well, sure. But then when they start and we sign a contract and you're like, where are the returns? They're like, we can't guarantee your returns. And so be careful, spend money wisely. Think a couple of times before you do that, but take risks. So it's a little combination. You take a few risks, you do something carefully and keep growing. So that's something I would definitely recommend to the listeners. But it's been a fun ride and a fun journey. We've made so many friends through this. And even now I get so burnt out very often. I'm like, I was never burnt out in medicine. But I would say that learning a whole new skill set of even the creativity with tea and sourcing tea and becoming a certified tea sommelier was very easy. But learning the whole skill set of marketing and business has burnt me out so much and it's every time it's the community that helps revive it's meeting somebody interesting who we connect with and we're like oh this is why we do it it's because we have made so many friends and it's taught us so much about ourselves so that's why we keep going 
I just love it. From all of those various ways how you did marketing, I know it's different for each industry, but I'm just curious from your experience, which one worked the best for you? So I think word of mouth, like, oh, if you like my tea and you're going to tell your friends, that always has been shown to be the best. And someone saying a good word is, I think, the most powerful tool ever. What has not worked for us is paid influencers. So genuine influencers or genuine people who like our product and care about it and recommend it to their friends has worked. Paid influencers has not worked. And I think it's because a lot of them have a community that they've built of people who are also influencers. So they are feeding off each other sometimes. And at least that's the sadly the unfortunate bit of what we've noticed. What has worked for us is Facebook ads. You physicians might notice that we have herbs and kettles coming up on Instagram or Facebook on your streaming. And that is because that has worked for us. And we've seen some kind of revenue from it. We're just starting Google ads and we're excited to see what happens. And then email marketing is something that we found a powerful tool to connect with people who've already bought from us. And then once in a while, we'll float a discount and people are excited and they will come back and get tea from us. So I think our repeat customers are our core and trying different things. We also did try PR. But I think it was a little too soon because we did get a little stressed out because PR is a long game, which takes time. And we started it a little too early where we didn't get the returns we were expecting. And then we're a little shy of spending more money. And so we had to cut back. But of what I understand, we're doing well. My mentor tells me that you're doing actually really remarkably well. What you need to have is patience. Because there's no secret recipe of what you need to do. It all kind of slowly works together. And you have to build patiently and slowly to develop a good product and enough critical mass of customers who then become your repeat customers. And in medicine, the thing is we put in 100% of our effort. And for the most part, we get a lot back. And I've realized business is not the same. It's like a roller coaster ride. There's so many ups and so many downs. And you have to build a lot of resilience to keep going and I think by year three or four if you're still in the game and have the patience which I think we will again because we enjoy the community we have built I think we'll be okay I see yes it makes sense and what advice would you give to people who would like to do something similar but with different food item like for example to bring chocolate from Europe or something else is it specific to food industry The food industry is actually very, very competitive, but it is also a lot of fun. So be cautious, be patient, expect the unexpected and be fearless. That is what I would say. You are going to have a lot of competition. You have to find your niche. But more importantly, you have to enjoy what you do, right? To continue to be patient, to be able to be fearless, but still cautious. You have to really be passionate and enjoy what you do. And just like medicine, you do it because you enjoy it. Same with anything else. You have to be a little crazy, a little bit delusional that, oh, this might still work. Like, I don't know if you're listening to me right now. I might be sounding a bit delusional. But if you're not, it's hard to succeed. So be positive, but be patient and continue doing what you're doing. 
anything specifically about food items, what people need to know about, any extra rule, law, how to overcome something else? Yeah, so labeling is very important. Pay attention to labeling. If you have to hire somebody, definitely do that. Be extra cautious when it comes to labeling because FDA and food has certain laws. Secondly, you need certain certificates to be able to sell food. And so you might want to look into that. So you just don't need a business license. You need a food safety license. And then when you are wholesaling and retailing, you need a specific warehouse. You can't do it from your home. So we have a commercial kitchen and a warehouse, which are FDA certified, that we are able to work out of. I see. You cannot do it from your home. You need separate. Interesting. And how to get this food license? Is there some sort of exam? Yeah. So there's a self-save exam that we gave. And then that gives you one license, which is a food handler's license. And then you have to get other licenses to be able to sell food for locally in your state. And then you could use that also to use for online sales to other states. However, if your wholesale is something that you're going to be looking at, you actually need additional licenses to be able to do it. Oh, interesting. Yes, it's a lot of things to do, really. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is definitely things that we didn't know that we had to learn on the way. Lot to learn, yes. Wow, it's completely like huge new area. It's wonderful. And what else would you like to recommend our listeners? Any tip? Yeah, what I would recommend is drink good tea. Very, very important. Know the source of your tea, where it came from. Drink tea that's naturally flavored because that has more health benefits. Make sure it's a good quality loose leaf tea. And then learn how to steal tea right to really enjoy its flavors and so there are different types of tea green tea oolongs black tea white tea so they all are to be steeped at different temperatures for different periods of time there are different ways of steeping tea not every tea needs milk and sugar and so drink good tea enjoy its health benefits get a little tea drunk maybe use it as a substitute for alcohol enjoy Tea. Any particular recipe, any special way how to prepare a tea? Yeah, I think, you know, I use a high leaf water ratio. That means more leaf and less water. And I use shorter steeping times, something called gong fu steeping. And I'm able to steep the tea to give about five to 10 cups, depending on the tea. But I really enjoy it because each steep has different flavors, different aromas, unique feel. When you steep tea for too long, so like say five minutes, it's just one hodgepodge of flavors. But when you use this gong fu steeping or a high leaf water ratio, with shorter steeping times, you are able to enjoy the tea a lot more. And it's almost like it's a live thing that is speaking to you. So get good tea, learn how to steep it right and enjoy it. Oh, so interesting. And for our customers who, like me right now, I really want your tea right now. So for our listeners who would like to get some tea, what's the best way for them to connect with you and buy this tea? Thank you so much. We are online. And so that's the best way. We do direct to customer. So follow us on our social media and also buy tea from our website. It's called www.herbsandkettles.com. It is wonderful. Thank you so much for coming to this episode and for sharing about your journey and about delicious tea. It is so awesome. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed it or found it helpful, please subscribe, leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. Have any topics you'd like covered? Send me an email at joyfulsuccessliving.com 
at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram to connect at Joyful Success Living. Have an amazing week. See you next time. The Voices of Women Physicians podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not provide any medical, financial, tax, legal, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own well-being, decisions, and results. Dr. Resnik is a practicing physician, but Voices of Women Physicians podcast is not reflective of the opinion of her employer. You should always contact professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.